Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in to Romero Records Podcast. We're going to start off by giving you some of our sponsors. First off, we've got the Coffee Ride. The Coffee Ride makes amazing coffee. I'm telling you, they've got ingredients from all over the place. Exotic flavors, flavors, flavor, flavors, such as Ethiopian blends with strawberry, white grape, creamsicle, and jasmine. It's crazy. Their bags are biodegradable. Their farmers are paid well and local. One goal is to be able to ride their coffee to each home in order to avoid the use of gasoline or cars in general. It's crazy. Do us all a favor and order from this local company at thecoffeeride.com and receive 20% at checkout with the code Romero. That's R-O-M-E-R-A. We're also brought to you by Simper Savage. Simper Savage has done the work for you when it comes to making a salad dressing. Now, when I spoke to the owner of Simper Savage, he described to me that he wanted to have a salad dressing with no sugar, none of those added preservatives, none of that extra crap. Well, guess what? He is delivered. Simper Savage has none of those added sugars, none of that extra crap, none of that extra salt, those preservatives, none of that. This goes great as marinating meat. It goes great as marinating your veggies. Is that a thing? Do you marinate the veggies or is it just a dressing? Anyways, put Semper Savage on everything. It's like hot sauce. You know, you put hot sauce on everything. Do the same thing with Semper Savage dressing. It's amazing. Use code Romero Records at checkout at SemperSavage.com. That is S-E-M-P-E-R-S-A-V-A-G-E.com. We're also brought to you by FNX. Yes, FNX. They are formulated by athletes for athletes. You can expect to fill your shelves with high-quality supplements. Dude, FNX has CBD oil, BCAs, creatine, protein. You can get it all at fnxfit.com. Use code SUPA, not super, SUPA, S-U-P-A-H-E-N-D-O, 15 to get 15% off your order at checkout. Superhendo 15. Don't forget that every item purchased, that's a gallon of water. Think about this. They donate a gallon of water. I, I was too excited to, to finish my sentence, but they donate a gallon of water for every item purchased. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. So yeah, go check out fnxfit.com. We're also brought to you by Magic Spoon. Now, at first I was really skeptical about Magic Spoon. Their cereal is pretty good. All right, so check this out. You know when you really want a bowl of cereal, but you feel kind of bad about eating it, basically? Well, Magic Spoon is a protein-packed cereal. Now, it's got zero grains, zero sugars, and three net carbs. Now, go ahead and do the Simper Savage and marinate on that. All right? So, everybody knows that they want to have cereal late at night when you're about to go to bed. Add a little protein to that. And how about zero carbs and zero sugars? Get some magic spoon in your life. Use code Hendo Saves. That's H-E-N-D-O-S-A-V-E-S. Hendo Saves. And you're going to get a good little discount at magicspoon.com. Are you at the list? I, I, I don't know, but this matches. I <laughs> well, sat can, down and we were good. We were really good, actually. So I'm just, to. We're gonna, I'm going to leave the chair as is. Yeah, the best thing I like <laughs> about um, 
having you on this time is I don't have to like introduce you. <laughs> this, is, this is true. Yeah. <laughs> She's back, guys. <laughs> yeah. So I'm with everybody, you know, I always have to introduce them. And I'm just like, man, that's going to be awesome. Like the day I don't have to introduce people. Like, I mean, so like when you, when you have like a famous podcast and you have on a famous person, mm-hmm. like people already know who that person is. Like you don't have yeah. to introduce them. But like if you have on, like people who nobody really knows about, you should probably introduce them, you know, let them explain who they are and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. like right now I'm just going to, you know, just let this go. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> you don't have to really do like a huge introduction and like just knowing mm-hmm. you and stuff like that, that it's a difference. So let's see. When, when was the last time we did a podcast? It was, um, has it been a year? Oh, about a year. Cause in March. Yeah. No. Cause it, yep. March, uh-huh. I got that post of uh, one year ago, and um, I was in my striped shirt, and it was a couple weeks before the pandemic happened. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And then, boom, pandemic happened, and yeah. Because we went to the nutrition bar mm-hmm. and did some like, oh, we filming. Oh, we were masks. Yeah. No, <laughs> we were not wearing masks, nothing. I yeah. um, walked in there. Did the whole shoot thing, yeah. whatever, and then um, I think we went to Cafe Eclectic too, mm-hmm. and yep, that that was it. Dang, that's it's been that's a crazy. year, isn't it? So much. That's crazy. So <laughs> so much. I guess let's pick up. So, how did I guess the pandemic affect you as far as like your day to day life? Man, <laughs> 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 well, for starters, I'm. Being inside was a different challenge all in itself. But the cool thing about being inside, because I live by myself, so I, I I don't know, like I always came home to myself. So that wasn't nothing new. Um, Cooking for myself was nothing new. The only thing that was different is I ate when I was hungry and not just because I was bored. Mm. Um, So I think that was huge. Also, when I did go grocery shopping, being conscious of the other person i made a video on my facebook how i just made a list of what i needed and meals that i was possibly going to eat and i only bought that um to help um just in case if because everyone was talking about shortage supply and things like that so if there was no point for one person to have like a huge thing you know um so you were thinking about other people yeah yeah so i did it like that and then well, strange how that happens. People think about others, right? <laughs> Kindness goes a long way what are you, for a freak? sure. <laughs> I don't know, maybe right? I'm not from this planet. Yeah. Um, but I did start to work out a lot more. Okay. Um, so I prioritized a lot of you know, hey, I'm by myself, my thoughts, and I think that was huge for a lot of people because then I, I feel personally. I saw a lot of mental health issues arise. Mm, a lot of things yeah. that were not dealt with or it was being distracted by TV, work, drive, whatever the case may be, right? And then all of a sudden you just hear about suicides, which was awful, you yeah. know? And then you heard about people just going crazy. Um, not like, I'm, I'm sure some behaviors were very outlandish, but just now all of a sudden you're stuck in a home and the place that you did go to escape you can't do that anymore. Yeah. You know, even people who are very religious going to church had to be at home, right? So it, I noticed a lot of that and I tried to take into account, okay, what are my issues? <laughs> what are my issues? Um, and then how can I deal with that? 
I didn't do a lot of journaling, but I did do a lot of singing. And so um, I found it very interesting how I, I like to be creative. So I did a lot of writing when I was young to help me escape from a, a lot of the traumatic things that I suffered as a child. Um, and then I also did some singing. And then I, I realized during my time inside my home in the pandemic, I, I allowed or I gave myself permission, right? Gave myself permission to be expressive. Okay. And so it just led me to singing. It was just random stuff, you know. Uh, I was trying to learn how to play the guitar. So I kind of picked that back up and... Just, you know, it's me by myself and yeah, no yeah. one's there today. That's wrong. That's bad, you know. But it was it was nice to have that freeing experience. Um, and then I did a lot of home workouts. I felt like I did a lot of yeah. that. But I, I thought it was very important, too, to have a set schedule, even though I was inside my home, instead of just watching tv a lot or being on the news a lot god yeah. you know like you know because i felt like no one knew what they were talking about so yeah. why am i gonna contribute to just causing more confusion to myself so i had some sort of a schedule to help make the day go by and next thing i know it's may and we can slowly start to kind of come back out and then just just kind of just went head first into everything all over again and now here we are did you travel anywhere um a couple months later, I did. I went to Arkansas to see some family. I was supposed to go back to Texas for a family reunion, but then that just really got um, put on hold because there's a lot of elderly um, uh, couples in my family yeah. on, on my mom's side. So couldn't do that. Um, this past January, I did go to Florida, to Arizona, did some traveling like that. Um, but other than that, no. It's just either here or Arkansas. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, the traveling thing was crazy to me. So, me and Rachel, we went to California in, was it July? Yeah, July. How was that? It was good and not great at the same time. Like, mm. it was it was awesome just being able to go there with her because I had already been there. Yeah. And, like, when I was able to go there with her, like, we were able to experience stuff, like, together. Mm -hmm. And then... Uh, you know, we're going to like certain restaurants and shops and stuff and, you know, just having to wear a mask and all that kind of stuff. Is, it's weird. But yeah. Like even at the beach, like we wore a mask like to the beach. And then like once we were there, we we're like, okay, there's no like mask police. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. there's nobody like kicking people out for wearing, for not wearing a mask. So wow. We took our mask off mm -hmm. and, you know, we're just out there on the beach hanging out. But like around the city and stuff, you know, like California's got some of the strictest laws right now when it comes to like mass, like mm -hmm. them and um, New York, mm -hmm. because they have so many people in like New York City and then Los Angeles. So, yes, yeah, so condensed, yeah. Yeah, but I went to go see my friend um, Devon Thomas Taylor, a buddy. <laughs> <laughs> cool. I went to go see him in, um, in San Diego. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, those those areas, they're just, you know, and at that July time, they were on, you know, full alert. Yeah. And I think, like, right after we left or, like, when we were leaving, they were going on, like, full shutdown. Mm. So oh, okay. that's when it was, like, you know, everybody was shut down around that time. And then everybody was, like, okay, this is just a joke. And then, like, when people started really getting sick and really dying, they're, like, okay, let's start shutting stuff down for real. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that was, that was the um, – that was my main experience as far as traveling, you know, and like the plane, um, 
having to wear a mask and stuff like that. And I'm like, man, we're sitting right next to people. Yeah. Like, you're breathing the same air. Yeah. Even through the mask. Like, this is like. Pressurized air. All yeah. of us, you know, right here on this plane. Yeah. What's the point? Yeah. And then plus, like, when you're supposed to stand like six feet away from people and then you're on the plane right next to them, it's like, what is the point? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. That's, Man. The, the whole situation was weird. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it still is weird because then people are like, do I or do I not? You know, yeah. <laughs> am I going to be thinking of the other person? Do I wear my mask because of you or am I just not going to because that's what I choose not to or believe or don't believe or whatever? So I feel like it's still kind of weird, but slowly coming yeah. out of the transition of, all right, what do we do now? Like, yeah. <laughs> what are we doing now, guys? Come on, America. Let's get it together. <laughs> like, I, I respect everybody who is big like, like on wearing masks like i get it you you know you want to protect your yourself and mm-hmm. stuff like that which like i know some people who had covid and got it bad like they were they were pretty bad sick but i mean when me and rachel had it like we were fine mm-hmm. like my i felt my nose kind of stuffed up and my smell and taste are still messed up mm-hmm. like things still don't smell right and things still don't taste right for me but I didn't get sick at all. I mean, like, actually sick, you know? Yeah. Like so, like your friends, like you were saying, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's, I respect people who are completely, like, for the mask and stuff, like, okay, cool, but I just, I don't think it's helping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Yeah. I respect your choice. This is what I think. Hopefully, you respect mine. You know, I, I think that's a big thing. Just look, I, I understand your perspective. I understand mine, too, you yeah. know? Um, I don't know. I just felt like there was a lot of back and forth with... Even that, just coming to terms with with yeah. one another, it was like kindness completely went out the door, you know? Yeah. It's like, whoa, where is this boundary of just, I don't know, just being sweet? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. You know, like understanding the perspective, yeah. People I, had to figure out what nice is. Yes. They didn't, they didn't know how to be nice. Oh, my gosh, <laughs> yes. Be, being kind, like, whoa, what would just... Some some true colors came out, that's yeah. for sure, you know, and yeah. all kinds of people, you know, like, wow, like, who knew? I saw some videos. I was like, this is crazy. It's like, yeah. and there's no wonder why I'm still, like, now I'm becoming an introvert. That's a lie, guys. Like, I'm not. Like, <laughs> I'm still very much extroverted. But this has, this has been a crazy time out of other people's respect. I was like, okay, I'll wear a mask. But usually I'm like, no, like, I, yeah. I just don't think it's helping to. But yeah. That's our opinion, you know, and it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as I said, like if if you're if you're for the mask, cool, cool. Like, I, I I don't disagree with you. I yeah. Just, I I mean, well, I mean, I disagree with you, but I don't. You know, if 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 you are a mask person and you're like, hey, I want you to come over to my house, but I want you to wear a mask. Like, all right, cool, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'm not. I'm not going to be requiring people to wear a mask in my house or yeah. stuff like that. Like if if you're sick, stay at home. If you're not. Have fun. <laughs> Live your go life. back. Go back to what you're doing. Yeah, or yeah. whatever. Yeah. No, I completely that's, understand. Uh, to me, that's just common sense. Like, even if so, it before COVID existed, if you had the flu, you weren't just going to go around coughing and mm-hmm. sneezing on people. You yeah. would probably not go out because you don't feel good. Yeah. AKA the same thing will happen with COVID. If you didn't feel good, just stay at home. Yes. And just don't go around touching stuff. Wash your hands. Be be clean and. 
just stay stay away from like on top of people. Yes. Like that's that's why Los Angeles and New York had those huge problems. Mm-hmm. Those people are on top of each other all the time, like in the train stations and, yes. and just like walking around. Like they're just constantly rubbing elbows with each other. Mm-hmm. So that's that's why they had such a big problem. But the people that well, okay. So the what do they call like the anomaly is like North Dakota. Did okay. you hear about them? No, actually, I didn't. North Dakota had a like. They handled it probably like the worst out of any state. Oh wow! I'm I'm not gonna put that on North Dakota, but they, they handled <laughs> it. They handled it pretty badly. Like so, their population is pretty low compared to most states. But like they they had a really high number of COVID cases compared to like I think per capita, so like the amount of people mm-hmm. that are in the state. And wow. you wouldn't think so because there's such a like rural state like there's they have a ton of farmland people aren't living right next to each other or mm-hmm. like on top of each other like they're pretty spread out yeah but they had a ton of covid cases per capita so they were like the anomaly like they would be the state where you're like okay who's going to have the least amount of covid cases north dakota like them like wyoming maybe south dakota um idaho mm-hmm. states like that where not that many people live and they're pretty spread out but I don't know what happened in North Dakota. They, I guess they were just like, yeah, this isn't real. We're a bunch of hard-nosed you know, people who yeah. don't care about no sickness. And they had a ton of it. <laughs> so, I don't know. Maybe Ooh, Interesting. Yeah, real that, it, interesting. I found that very weird when I heard about them having so many cases. I was like, North Dakota? I was like, I figured they'd have like the least amount of cases. Yeah. Because they don't hang around each other all the time and, you know. They're not like New York City or anything. That, like that is but. super interesting. Yeah, it's like just one of the things. Like, I just don't know why. Yeah, but <laughs> Dang. I mean, I don't know. Like, I I think moving forward, like we've got the vaccines. Um, I don't, I don't know if you heard about the schools, like the the SEC, so like Mississippi State, Alabama, Auburn, Georgia. Like every every school in the SEC has already decided they're going full capacity for football games. And they're going, I think they're going full capacity for classes okay. as well. So that starts like, I think the middle of August or the end of August for colleges. So okay. we'll see. We're moving forward. That's the point. And I think that's, yeah. that is beautiful right there. Whether you're taking the vaccine or not, you're homeschooling your children or not. We're just finding that balance of how are we all going to move forward and yeah. then integrating if you have children, you don't, you're married, you're not, business, whatever, you know, integrating, okay, how is this going to help me and my family or and so on and so forth. And that, I think that's super important. We don't have that enough. We don't have that whole, okay, here's the problem. Yes, thank you for pointing out the problem. What are our solutions, right? I think we need more of that. So, yes, we have the vaccine out. We're moving forward. All good signs. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. Have you, have really you been vaccinated? So. I'm no. <laughs> so do you even know any of the rules for the vaccine? I have no idea. Like I know they just uh, gave, what is it called? I think it's like a team act or, or something. I don't know. But military veterans and uh, their spouses, maybe, maybe their whole family mm-hmm. can get vaccinated. Um, 
I know they were trying to give all elderly people vaccinations, but like I don't even know the rules of this thing. I did hear there was a more of a tier. Uh, so it's like people in the government, um, and and then it's teachers level uh, stuff okay. like that. Um, doctors, and then it kind of went down like that. I don't know if that's what they're sticking with, mm. but I did hear about that. One of my friends, she is a, a teacher, and so she was talking about that. I was like, oh, that's real interesting, and how yeah. they're kind of giving it, it like that. But then I also hear, I don't know. Because you have Johnson, you have Fi- Pfizer, um, and I think there's even like a third one. Yeah, Johnson and Johnson is, is like it a Moderna. S- it's, yeah, something Moderna. like that. Yeah, so it's like you got Johnson. Johnson, it's one shot, sixty five percent effective. I don't understand why anyone, if you're going to get a vaccine, why you would want a shot. Just the one shot. <laughs> right, just the one shot, sixty five percent effective. I don't know if I want to take that chance, you know. And then yeah, yeah, Pfizer, it's a it's a higher you know, it, uh, chance of not getting it right. And I don't know if these businesses have their own set rules mm. in compliance with this tier, right? True. So you just don't know because if well, if you're just common and you you don't have these type of jobs, right? They would have something to administer. You'd have Johnson and Johnson, one shot. You got the others. You, there's two. Yeah. So that's just a that's just a lot to go off. That's a lot of information too. It is. So it's confusing. I just find it best for me. I'm just not gonna take it. I'm just not I, gonna take it. I, I don't want to. I know many people in my family who have, hmm. and I respect their decision. My closest friends, a couple have. Great. I respect your decision. It's like I don't want it though. <laughs> so what's your opinion on not taking it? So. I actually had this conversation with my dad, um, and I I told him, I said, it's very hard for me to believe that a vaccine came out so quickly, having, quote unquote, a little information about mm. this virus, where we've had many diseases and cancers they've had over decades plus research on, and there's not a cure for that. There's not a vaccine mm. for that. And it's very hard for me to believe that there is something like this that came out just recently already on the shelves ready to go but not for the other major diseases i'm not a physician or anything like that but i just i don't i can't wrap my head around that understanding yeah so i kind of see it as well okay if you got that one out then you must have the other ones too yeah so why not heal everybody (laughs) all at once you know that would have been an interesting boycott yeah like think about people were like we don't want to take the vaccine until you give us like a vaccine for, I don't know, cancer or something Right, like these that. major diseases, right, yeah. that are truly, truly affecting other people. But then it just goes back to profits, you know, like, well, medicine is going towards these. And you, you hear like different conspiracy theories and you see different things around it. But I just kind of have that feeling. I just, I don't really, yeah, logic. I don't want to take that unless, where are the other ones? Yeah. <laughs> that have concrete evidence of decades of research yeah, yeah. I, I mean my opinion i i just don't feel like i need it mm. like I, i'm the type of person i don't like putting th- anything in my body that i feel like i don't really need well i mean i don't need donuts but I, <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> but like but <laughs> but just something like a shot or something like that yeah it's like i'm on a i put my body on a need to know basis like look you don't need this don't take it mm-hmm. so I don't know. I f- that's that's just how I feel. Which it might sound stupid, but even even with the flu, like so when I was in the military, I had to take a flu shot every year. Like mm. they were like, "Hey, get your flu shot." So we would just go get the flu shot. But like, I don't think I've ever had the flu. Yeah. Even even when I was in high school, I don't I don't think I got the flu shot every year. Maybe okay. I don't know. But um, yeah, I don't think I've 
ever had the flu. And I haven't had the flu shot since I got out of the military. Still and haven't had a flu. You're good, yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, the flu can be very mild. It can be very deadly, just mm-hmm. like COVID. So, I don't know. I just Interesting, right? It's just so yeah. interesting about this thing. What you had just said, it reminds me of what you told me, how you um, started doing that um, – ah. The, the diet where you were uh, – the eliminating diet? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so the need to know, like, for my body, like, if this didn't work out, well, then let me just replace it. I know not to eat this because it makes my body feel like this or like that. I don't think we don't have enough self-awareness about our bodies in no. that manner no, to understand that, okay, I need more water or, okay, I don't need to eat this. Oh, this food actually makes me feel like whatever, you know. I think that can be applied in many different areas too. Yeah. Like that, the vaccine. <laughs> yeah. Need to know. And just like you were saying, like the vaccine came out so quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the fact that – and what, what you were saying with the research, like – we fit months of research into creating this vaccine and we've had cancer for forever. There's actually a documentary about, uh, I don't remember this guy's name, but he was it's some, fun. some doctor who like, I think he borderline found the cure for cancer. Okay. And pretty sure he's dead now. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah. More than likely. Yeah. Not by his, not by his own way. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> Yeah, somebody was telling me about it. I need to try and find it. Mm-hmm. But some documentary about this guy who he was a doctor and I think he was like he was giving people something or like, you know, just telling them to do whatever and just giving them this some medicine and like they were being cured of cancer. Like mm-hmm. they were having cancer and just being cured of it. Wow. And um I think he tried to get it, you know, out there, but something happened. Yeah, yeah. Something this, happened. that and the other and now he's dead. So yeah. I don't know. Right. It's I just it like I said, I just I just applied logic to that. It's just very hard for me to believe with time so crunched together, all this research that was out and very logical, right? But what about decades of these, you know? And so it's just very hard for me. It's like, I'm um, okay, just release the other ones and then I'll consider. Yeah. <laughs> and then I then I'll consider, you know, if I get it, okay, you know, so, uh, God forbid something happens, but you know, like it, whatever it is what it is like it is what it is so have you like gone out with with people have you been like in a um a very populated area like with people without mask um yeah so i went to florida um and i i flew. oh florida they don't care yeah they don't care oh, no. they don't care at all so i went to florida yeah. um i went to arizona and in arizona it was you have to wear it inside but once you're inside you can take it off oh i didn't, okay. I didn't find any logic to yeah. that you know yeah, but it is what works, it is right? yeah <laughs> so okay um but other than that because that was restaurants airports yeah. you know so those are pretty dense place because everyone's piled in together right um but yeah i i really didn't see any difference besides mask oh sorry mask or six feet apart really um people like respecting others people not you know so that's i think that's just different right that i feel as if that's a different thing either i respect you or for wearing it or i just you know I'm so ups, uh, mad because you're not following orders and wearing it. Yeah. Um, and, and so it is what it is. But I, other than that, I, then I just went back home to here and that, that was pretty much it. Yeah. I mean, I've, let's see. I'm trying to think. I feel like I've been somewhere where a lot of people weren't wearing masks. Maybe not. But 
I mean, they have been having like, you know, clubs and bars and stuff like that. They they've been going no mask. I know Texas just went no yeah. mask. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still, you know, up to the company, mm-hmm. like which I didn't know that's how Tennessee is. You don't have to wear a mask in Tennessee. It's the companies. I th- actually I think it's across the whole country. Like there is no mask mandate. Like, ah, so the you, businesses itself, yeah, huh? Yeah, the businesses oh, okay. are what's making, I guess it's up to each state to make you wear a mask. And then if the state says you don't have to wear a mask, then it goes to the county. And mm. then the counties can tell you you have to wear a mask. So like right now, okay, you don't have to wear a mask in Tennessee. But Shelby County says you have to wear a mask in in whatever business you go to. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. See, I didn't know that. And I, I was know. like... That's so stupid. <laughs> that, I mean, they made it even more stupid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Wow. I See, this is my first knowledge of it. I've just yeah. been wearing it just because, well, everyone says wear it, yeah. you know? <laughs> but it's the, like wherever you've been walking into, whatever gym or whatever uh, restaurant or store, mm-hmm. they're telling you to wear a mask. Yeah. The state of Tennessee doesn't care if you wear one or not. That's interesting. Yeah. It, it has been kind of comical. Uh, seen the different type of mask? Yeah, people have yeah. been wearing. It. You know what I'm talking about, yeah. right? I'm like, and the face shields. Yes, I seen one man the other day, and he had a full on beard. It was a pretty cool beard, all right. And so full on beard, and he had a mask shaped to fit a top of his beard. Oh snap! Yes. <laughs> Like it, like it, like sat right on his beard, covered everything, and it was uh, see through, so you could still see him smile and stuff like that. And I said, I like your mask. He said, Thank you, right? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know where you got that, but that's great. That is great. And that's another thing too, business wise. Anybody who's been making masks, yes, business has been up for them. I know it. I know. I just feel sorry for people who like went all in on that, and then Mm. like. When the pandemic stops, it's <laughs> like you got a bunch of masks for no reason. Yes. But I mean, you can still sell masks. You yes. know, people are going to wear masks for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. I think when you're never required to wear a mask, people are still going to wear masks. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't know how long, but it's still going to happen. I think now, opinion-wise here, it, the health conscious of, okay, if I am sick and I have to go out, maybe I should now wear a mask yeah. to not affect other people's because I did not realize how far my breath went or something when i'm talking or whatever so china was way ahead of us on this yes yes everybody made fun of chinese people for wearing freaking masks all the time Mm -hmm. but it's like no they there's a reason why they were (laughs) yes they understood how this worked yes yes so we're catching on like we're, (laughs) we're coming along there but um during the pandemic too or kind of post after it i went back to the women's expo and i was a speaker this year oh so i didn't get to go back to california because that was the place where it was one of the hot spots but um that she did an amazing job having it online and so i was one of the speakers super super excited and i talked about um your role and accepting it and what that could possibly feel like it was only 10 minutes which was kind of sad, but because I love to talk and I could have made that thing you go fit on for like a 30 while. Minutes. <laughs> Down Amber, breathe. Ten, you know, right? Breathe. Sorry, sorry, guys. <laughs> but it was it was incredible. I, cool. I I loved it. Yeah, and so it was really. She had, it was like a. 
Was it workshop. just a big Zoom meeting or something? It was. She had a two-day event. So okay. one day it was particular speakers, and then it was like an arts and craft person coming on and just doing some type of do you uh like do it your own thing, and then um someone talking about their business and Cincy, just you know different stuff, and then like the next day. It was like performers and, and things like that. Um, and so some sometimes she had the same speakers from the first day. She couldn't fill the second one. But she did have other speakers, too. Um, and they had a longer one. But I was helping. That was yeah, yeah. 10 minutes. I loved it. I loved it. It was super, super honor because I started out with a workshop yeah. for the VIP. And then this year I did um, a speaking event. I loved it. It was amazing. So... I've got this crazy idea. Tell me. And I'm pitching it to you uh, in front of everybody on this podcast. And if somebody steals my idea, I hope they do. Okay. Because then it takes it off my shoulders of having to do it. Oh. So, what I want to do is, I'm sure you've seen TED Talks, right? Absolutely. Okay. So, what I want to do is like TED Talks in Memphis. Mm. And now, I know there's already been one. Uh, There's a guy named... uh, I make mad beats and um, he's very well known in the music industry around here and everywhere. Mm -hmm. But um, I think he, I think he spoke at it like a TEDx in Memphis. Okay. But um, what I want to do is start out with, okay, I don't even know if I want to start out with this, but I know what I eventually want it to be Mm -hmm. is just like subject matter experts in whatever you do. So if you make glass, cool. If you make t-shirts, if you are just an entrepreneur, if you do uh, stocks, if you make music, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. it's going to be like a conference. And I think I want to start out maybe once a month Mm -hmm. and everybody just meets you. We could start out free and everybody just comes in You have a speaker, they speak for 15 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then after that, everybody can just fellowship, talk to each other, get some ideas, pass some business cards around, Mm -hmm. and then that's it. That's the whole thing. I, I think that will be huge. Because what I've noticed in people is people don't know stuff. <laughs> Simple as that. People don't know stuff. Point blank. And they don't do the research. Yeah. And so everybody thinks you have to go to school for everything, which school is great. Mm-hmm. But if you just know somebody who already knows the thing that you want to do and they can teach you, that makes it better. Yeah. And that creates jobs. Mm-hmm. So like- I don't have a job of podcasting. It's just a thing that I do. Mm-hmm. I don't make money. I don't make like, like I have sponsors and stuff like that. And they will contribute to me if like people buy stuff with like my links and stuff. But yeah. I don't like make a living off podcasts. If there was somebody who had a ton of money and wanted to start a podcast, they could pay me to like run their podcast or something like that and teach them how to make a podcast. Mm-hmm. That would create a new job for me. Yeah. That would create revenue for me. Maybe there is somebody out there like that. Mm-hmm. I just don't know them yet. And if we had these like conferences in Memphis where I go and I speak about, all right, um, if you want a professional podcast, you can get these newer lights. You can get you a Sony camera, get you a MacBook, uh, these blue compass uh, mic stands, 
the Sure microphones, and boom, that's your whole podcast. Mm -hmm. Professional setup. Some people just don't know that. Yeah. And so I think it would be awesome to have just the speakers come on once a month. And if it gets so huge where it's like I own the – I guess the rights to the the whole concept, the event, right? Yeah, but like get I don't royalty e- off of it. Yeah, yeah. I don't even run it. I just like they just know it's mine. Mm-hmm. I would be completely cool with that. Like I could hire somebody to just run the whole event, mm-hmm. and you know, if there's any like crazy questions or something, then I could you know answer it. But it could end up being once a week, or you know, if it gets like super huge. But yeah, like, I'm thinking once a month, you just have. People come in, they just talk about whatever subject they want to talk about, mm-hmm. um, and then that's it. That's that's the whole conference, and people are just constantly learning and just fellowshipping. One thing that um, the Women's Expo event that she did and how she had it set up is – it was very neat. It, I can see that tying into your vision. So she had the she had the VIP. She had them pay. Um, I I don't know what the cost was. And then she had a general admission. And then so it was it was more so dedicated to women. Okay. But men were there too as well. But a lot more women. But anyway, so as soon as you walk through the door, you can get like a makeup of oh a makeover, and then you can go inside, sit down at your VIP, hear the speakers, and then at the same time outside there was an area with for children to play um, in a performance for children and then vendors were set up um, because some of the speakers had their businesses so they had books or they were selling some stuff with it I don't know you know just whatever that was pertaining to their business had a booth outside and then they as soon as they got done speaking well there were other speakers going on inside and so it was basically like a rotation so there was still engagement going on and people could choose okay I know this speaker's coming on at this time I'm gonna go see what they're talking about i'm interested but at the same time there, there were still other people outside pertaining to different businesses yeah. so that is like i feel like that could tie into like the rotation of keeping everybody engaged yeah. you know as one person is talking they can go oh here is an audio engineer guy let me go talk to him you know yeah. oh he's gonna speak next cool you know like just kind of like a rotation type of thing because that i agree not many people know. Yeah, people just don't know <laughs> stuff. stuff. I think that that setup works if like you're trying to cram. So ah. like that thing. How often does that happen? Was it once a year? Man, she yeah. So far, it's been once a year. But it was also brand new when I got on. That was her first year. Okay. First year, and then COVID happened, so she had to redirect everything to online. Dang. Um. So. Yeah, that was her first year, and it went. It was as if I didn't know it was the first time she had made it. So if she had did that, like if she did that once a month or like once a week, she probably wouldn't have that set up mm. because it would probably be more like what I want to do is just like specialized. Yeah. Like, hey, this week or this month, so and so is speaking on blank. Okay. And then next month, you would have somebody completely different talking about something completely different. Okay. So I think if. Enough people knew about this and wanted to do it, it could for sure do once a week Mm -hmm. because I think people, not only do people not know stuff, a lot of people have something to say. (laughs) (laughs) More so on that. They have more to say. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I, I think a lot of people would just want to get their stuff out, which like I wouldn't want it to be like a commercial more or less, you know, like somebody just coming to hey, this is my product, and I want to show you what I, you know, I don't want it to be like that. I want it to be like. Educational, though. Educate. Yeah. Like you have to, 
I want everybody who shows up to leave learning something like mm-hmm. leave knowing that they got something out of it mm-hmm. and which I would love to like make it like you have to pay to get in and like you get like free stuff out of, well not free because you just paid but like a value mm-hmm. like you know maybe you get if there's like an audio engineer coming on maybe you get like some headphones or mm-hmm. something like that or like I don't know something Any, pertaining to the business exactly. or the person speaking yeah, yeah something pertaining yeah. to what's what the event is about yeah so. I don't know. That's, that's just a thought that came in my head, and I think it'd be awesome because, you know, I love talking to people. That's why I have the podcast, and I also know a lot of people just don't know stuff. So I think it would be great to just have people teaching other people, and it also gives them a platform. So yeah. if, if you're a um, – let's say you're an audio engineer, and uh, that day you speak about, like, how you set up. So mm-hmm. you could be like, all right, uh, this is the microphone I usually use. This is the laptop I usually use, and this is how I record an artist. Mm-hmm. So they would just literally go through step by step how they record somebody. Mm-hmm. That would help out people so tremendously. Yeah. And no matter what your specialty is, like say uh, you, you seem like a good speaker, mm-hmm. but like maybe somebody sucks at public speaking, you could literally do maybe an hour or so on just how to do a speech Mm -hmm. like you may not realize it but you probably could teach a class on how to speak and it's and you could even like have people um writing questions beforehand Mm -hmm. like all right now i'm going to take all the questions that people wrote in and Mm -hmm. then answer it or something like that but i don't know this is just brainstorming no like that's a beautiful (laughs) idea because yeah it's one thing to go on YouTube and watch the how-to stuff, yeah. but it's another to have your questions answered right then and there oh, on the yeah. spot or to physically see it. Because yes. then it, I feel like whenever I watch a how-to YouTube video, I, I feel the camera's angled wrong or, you know, that there is something yep. that I am missing or I have to look away to do what I got to do, but then I got to come back and I just missed all of what he just did or she did or whatever. So I think that is very beneficial because it's right there live in person. And then it also tells you as the person speaking or whatever, who's invested and committed to what they're trying to do later on. Everybody that's in that room uh came in. Yes. For some type of knowledge. No, I I agree. It's, it's huge. It could be something. Yeah. 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 So what do you think? Like, what do you think? I don't know. Like, how do you think that should start out with? Just everybody, just like any kind of, any kind of business, any kind of business. Yeah, um, like to be a speaker. Yeah, yeah, don't like to come in and talk. Oh, yeah, because of what you just said, like anybody. So if I was giving a speech and how to be a public speaker, really, a lot of business people would come in, a lot of leaders would come in. So people from already different types of organizations, networks, family, whatever background is already coming in. Um, so I, yeah, I feel like it would really just be anybody at this point starting out and then you would kind of like get an idea base or the best thing to do is then start asking the audience, what do you want to see more of? Yeah. Yeah. If they liked what they saw earlier, just asking more further in depth questions of, okay, um, what do you want to know more about? Or who do you want to see or so on and so forth because you have talked to a lot of different people yeah. you know already being in memphis and already establishing yourself so i think it's just at this point where if you started out whoever you get on asking the question of okay what more do you guys want to see yeah. how is this how is this going to help you i feel like 
we're not asking that enough of our audience. Mm-hmm. What? There's got to be a point where I care enough to share you share my information with you. But if I'm just sharing nonsense, you're not gonna listen because yeah. it's not what you want to hear. Yeah. So maybe I need to take a step back and ask, what do you want to hear from me? or from my business or whatever. And then I'm going to deliver something to you that you're actually going to walk away with knowledge. Yeah. I mean, that's that's true for like everything, like yes. relationships, everything. Communication. <laughs> like, yeah, just, uh, Rachel will ask, like, she'll ask me stuff like, uh, what do you think I should do for like my clients with blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, just ask them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, if, if you want an answer to something, just ask the person you want an answer from. Mm-hmm. If, if they don't tell you, then that tells you how much they really care about that answer. Like, yeah. if somebody really wants something from you, they're going to tell you what they want. Yes. Unless they're just, like, super shy about it. But, like, people are nine times out of ten. If you ask them something, they're going to give you a straight answer mm-hmm. because, because you asked. But if you never ask, then you're probably not going to get the answer. This is true. So maybe that's the next step right there. Just asking, hey, yeah. audience, this is what I want to do. Yeah. Who should be on the launch pad? Have you ever heard of launch pad? I have not. It's here in Memphis. And so they're a couple years old now. Um, and it's a, basically an entrepreneur HubSpot. Okay. So it is a... You can come in, you can either rent for the Wi-Fi, and it's a workspace environment, and then you can also rent office spaces in there too. Mm. Uh, so like if you are an entrepreneur and you don't want to work at home because you want a different environment, you can rent an office space there. And they also host different like events. So I've seen some real estate people go in there with their team and just kind of like do like a, a, a lunch and here's what we're doing, whatever, you know, so on and so forth. But they do free events hmm. so you can walk in and i'm going to talk about this um you just get in touch with them and then they can like set it up for you um so maybe that's something to look into with launchpad because yeah. the place is already established in there and i feel like it's pretty pretty known at least within the entrepreneur hubs there oh, um in in that space i can't even remember how i find out about it honestly um i'm trying to think is launchpad a company or is that like a just an idea no like it's a, a company so okay. they started out in Louisiana, New Orleans, I think that's right. And then mm. they started branching out, and then they came to Memphis. Oh, okay. Um, about a couple years ago, yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like that would be something that would blow it's definitely, up. Yeah, it's going to be beneficial. Something know. that I heard from Matthew McConaughey. Did you ever listen to that podcast I sent you with Rich Roll? If you didn't, it's cool. It's two hours no, long. No, I did. I think I listened to some of it. I didn't listen to the whole thing. Because it's two hours long. I yeah. get it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so... On, I think um, I just listened to the one because he did a bunch because yes. he had that book that came out. Oh, yes. So he was doing like a ton. of I listened to the one of him and Joe Rogan. Oh, okay. I, I didn't listen to the whole one of him and. Um, Rich Roll. Yeah, Rich Roll. So yeah. there was a part in there he, where Matthew McConaughey, he had said, you know, you could tell somebody some information, right? And someone else could tell them the exact information, but they wouldn't hear that person because they liked you. Mm. They liked hearing it from you. Yeah. So, like I said, because you're already quite known in Memphis, you you interviewed so many different people. Yeah. So, and it's not to say that any other business wouldn't do it well or effectively, but what if they don't want to hear it from them? They yeah. want to hear it from you. Yeah. You know, not trying to like point you out, but I think that just goes like with anybody too. So, if anyone can give an advice, but if they don't trust you 
or they feel like you're not being authentic and caring towards their needs or yeah. their information that you're giving them, they're not going to listen. But they will listen to someone else, um, like a coffee shop person, like you yeah, know, yeah. like that co- that wise coffee shop person that's just like throwing out advice. And they're like, huh, you know, and so they they like that person enough to trust them. Same same thing with here. And when Matthew said that. I was like, whoa, that's pretty profound. Because yeah. I was thinking about some celebrities that I've heard some stuff, um, but then I, I'll hear it from like a close friend or family, and I would I kind of trust them a little bit more, mm. and because I know them or relate to them. So I'm like, he, there's some truth there. I've yeah. had some experience with that. I just found that profound. I mean, that's just like advertising. Like mm. when you ever you ever see a commercial about like a, a medicine or something like that, and yeah. then like somebody dressed up like a doctor comes out. <laughs> yeah. Who knows if they're a real doctor? True. I mean, they could borderline come out and go, I'm a real doctor. This is, you should take this medicine. Like, okay. Okay. Sure. <laughs> but they just, you know, they put on the outfit or yeah. whatever. And who knows if they're an actor or a real doctor or not. Yeah. But like, they do that because you know, your brain sees somebody wearing an outfit that most doctors wear. And they're telling you a bunch of information. Mm-hmm. So your brain goes, oh, I should trust this person. Because they're wearing the outfit, they're speaking the lingo, mm. I should trust this person. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's basic advertisement right there. Is that's true. That's just, a good point. Un, just like seeing, associating somebody with like the information that your brain is having to intake. Mm-hmm. Like if somebody started telling you about, I don't know, like laws and stuff like that, and they're wearing a, a police uniform or they're wearing like a, a judge uniform or something like that. You're more inclined to believe them compared to some Joe Schmo just like wearing whatever clothing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all about like your like your mind is going to perceive information differently. And you were talking about like family, like feelings have a, a big effect on the the way we like receive information. Yeah crazy just crazy all crazy but i love the idea i i agree i love the idea and i it 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 can be very huge yeah. for the area yes yeah I, yes. I don't know i don't know how i'm gonna start it but i'm gonna try it <laughs> start writing it down like at least start like with the vision yeah. with it um steve harvey i started doing this i haven't done it in a minute i feel like maybe i told you maybe i showed you one time anyways oh. um having your vision board on your phone and so just, you know, cropping out pictures of whatever you want, whatever, and just putting it on your phone. But you got to, like, see it. You know, you got to yeah. have it written down. Um, he had said in, in, in uh, there's a verse in the Bible, Habakkuk 2, 2, and it says, write the vision and make it plain. Hmm. And, and that's where he said he got it from. He's like, I just started putting my vision on paper and then it moved to my phone because I was constantly seeing it. So just, yeah. just start just writing it down. Like, just start, just start writing the vision down drawing it out or whatever and then everything else come together are you a phone person or are you like a a physical like um i am a physical person yeah i have um i actually need to get a new one but i i had a big whiteboard and Mm. i had it boxed and i was like okay this is my goal for finances this is my goal for my business this is my goal for family whatever whatever and i'm a visual person okay and it was so funny because i had um i have a white jeep now that i drive okay and at the bottom of my vision board, I had a Maxima and like a, a like a, a Range Rover. Mm. And because um, the Maxima gets good gas mileage and like the Range Rover is a big old SUV. You know, I, I just like bigger vehicles. And then I have a white Jeep now. And so I have something it just like morphed into. I was like, this 
is hella cool. Yeah. Like, you know, how it just came into manifestation. So it's like, oh, I get to take that off. You know, I get to remove those photos and now I get to add a new goal. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so it's cool. So do you like constantly make goals based off of, I don't know, just like certain things that you want to accomplish or do you feel like these are things that you need to accomplish? You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. So... First, I definitely do a self-awareness of if this goal, I think we've had this conversation on a, a previous uh, episode we did. Is this goal mine or someone else's? Mm. If it's someone else's, well, then I'm not going to be happy doing whatever I need to get to towards this goal because I'm not motivated to it. But if it's mine, then I'll start making a plan of what I need to do to obtain it. And I had an interesting conversation with someone today between a goal and a lifestyle. Like a goal is an end result. And then you set a new one. A lifestyle is like a day, it's a daily habit, a change towards whatever that you're doing. So like, um, for example, like the gym, going to the gym. So if you're trying to lose weight, well, then that's your goal to lose weight, to not confuse it with lifestyle, though, because then now we get burnouts, right? Yeah. So I started doing some self-awareness of who am I? <laughs> what do I want? And so then I go off of that. Then I'll do like my minor steps or whatever. If it's a car I want, cool. What what kind? And so that's when I had those two pictures and it yeah. just morphed into a Jeep. Like, this is awesome. This, is, this fits. With my businesses, um, I have a t-shirt business now. Two Latinas. Two Latinas. Okay. Wearing it, yes. Um, Who's the second Latina? <laughs> <laughs> she, she, she's in Memphis here. Okay. Um, and so now I just write out everything that we need to get done for it. And so, but that's me being a business person, you know? And so I start out with, is it my goal or is it someone else's? And then I branch off from there. And then okay. I get rid of anything else that isn't mine. See, one thing you were saying made me think about like, People always say, like, what's your why? Mm -hmm. But, like, I'm thinking now, like, why is your what? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, the thing that you that you really want, like, why do you even want that thing? Yes. <laughs> yes. It, so, like, if you were talking about, like, a, li a lifestyle and, a, and just a goal. Like, so a goal would be to lose weight, but to be healthy – that's a lifestyle mm -hmm. because you can't lose weight forever. <laughs> yeah, no, you can't. Like, oh, you be tiny. Unless you're like 400 pounds and your goal is to lose like a pound every year, mm -hmm. like one pound a year. Like, okay. Then, we can merge yeah, that. You could, yeah. you could do that as a lifestyle, just losing one pound. But yeah. like, you can't consistently lose weight like forever. Mm -hmm. So being healthy is a true lifestyle. lifestyle. That's a longer long range goal mm -hmm. so yeah a lot of people don't really know they probably don't even know why they're doing the thing that they want to do so i don't know yeah. it's crazy yeah i remember one time i was um sad and i was kind of just being outlandish with um just a reaction and I, I, I kind of had a moment where I was thinking to myself, why am I reacting like this? And, yeah. and then I realized, oh, it's because of the music I'm listening to. Mm. It's because of the, the shows that I'm watching. It's making it's, it's creating that reaction that's not me. <laughs> it's, it's making it's conditioning me to 
be okay with acting out like that when I don't usually do that. And it's not to say whatever you watch is bad or whatever you listen to is bad, but it was just what I was taking in as truth and then believing it to react in the way that just wasn't suitable for me. And as soon as I realized that, I just stopped. Mm. And then I just went back to, all right, all right, let's pick myself up. You know, how am I going to pick myself up healthy? Right. And, and I think that was so important what you said. We're now not understanding why (laughs) to the, why, why did I start believing that? Yeah. And what made me start believing that? Yeah. And then being honest with ourselves. Why is that our goal? And, yeah, I, I don't think we have a we don't have that conversation with ourselves reflecting on our why if we even have a why, but then understanding why I believed that what I believed it, it with, and then like being okay with it. Yeah. But also understanding if that's not you, being okay with choosing something else. Yeah. Right. We just don't have that permission to live. <laughs> we don't yeah. have that permission to find out. Absolutely. And it's like, it's crazy. Who told you that you don't need to find out? You know, yeah. right? Who told you that? It's crazy. It's, it really is. I think the like the big thing about people is just like, they, I don't know, but like, people love to get stuck in their choices. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think I put this on Facebook like recently. I mean, might have been a couple months ago, but I was like, I don't know who needs to hear this, but it's okay for you to change. And, I think I remember seeing that, yeah. And like so many, I th- I just was thinking about that because I think people just get stuck in decisions, and they feel like since I made that decision, like I'm stuck with this. Like, imagine if one day you came out and you were like, I'm gay, mm-hmm. and then you uh, later down the road decided that you weren't gay. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, people in the gay community might view that as like, no, you're still gay. Like Mm -hmm. at one point you decided you were gay, so you're gay. But like, imagine if you just decided, no, like I only want to be with like a different, the opposite sex or a different sex. Like it's, that's a very, like to most people, that would be a very, traumatic like decision in their life Mm -hmm. to just come out to say they're gay Mm -hmm. but then on top of that to renege on that decision and no matter what that decision is like if if you decided that you i don't know wanted to be a doctor and you (laughs) you get balls deep into a freaking degree as like a you you know you get your master's and you're about to get your doctorate yeah and then you're like i don't want to be a doctor anymore yeah like some people be like oh it's too late i gotta go ahead and be a doctor and go but like you have unlimited time like as long as you're still breathing you can change your mind Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's a good point right there yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) tomorrow's a new day you know you can you can change your mind i really wish i did not graduate with my degree and I say that because a lot of the things that I learned was just work experience. Mm. Talking. I mean, maybe that's just my skill in life. Okay, let's just be honest. Yeah. Anyone that knows me. But a lot of my experiences, I was a salesperson. I had to do a lot of talking because I had to sell. Um, I had to go and go around to different places, do events. Okay, so I had to learn how to market and learn how to do events things. School didn't teach me that. Yeah. You know, my marketing degree did not teach me that. I honestly don't really remember a whole lot that I went to college for. Yeah. But 
to go to college for that type of degree, if I was going to go back to school, it would be for a doctor, something like in a sciencey field where I needed that specific knowledge for my specific job. I did not need a marketing degree to talk. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I spent a lot of money going to school for that, but I'm very thankful because of my best friends that I have coming out of it. So that was the good thing out of it. But a lot of the kids that I do encounter with, it's like, look, I, here's my experience. You know, yeah. there's nothing wrong with school, but I just, I it just didn't. I wish I could have just turned back around. You know, like I, I wish um for on the fourth year I would have just said, you know what, no, I'm gonna go over here, right? But we don't hear that enough. It's okay to change your mind. Yeah. Because you brought up a very heavy topic, right? But no one understands that it's okay to still change your mind. Like, that is totally fine because you're still breathing. Yeah. You still have a purpose. You know? You still have a lot to go for. So why not change your mind? Why are you going to live out the rest of your life being unhappy? Yeah. That don't don't make sense. Yeah. (laughs) Like, even I had, um, did you see the podcast I did with... um, Nadia, Nadia Cole. No, I did not. So, um, you know, she's in the sex work industry and like, imagine if somebody like her Mm. just changed their mind. Don't want to do that anymore. Want to do something that's like what most people consider like very business professional or whatever. Yeah. Like they probably wouldn't even let her in the industry because of what she used to do. And it's like. That's not okay. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, she's still a person. Yeah, <laughs> she just she just changed her mind she to do better. Yeah, she wants to do better, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, wow the the fact that like I think just people just get locked into that. There's so many people who just could like do more with their life. But they feel like, no, I've made this decision. Like even people who are like, who are like just fat, mm-hmm. they're just like, <laughs> I accepted it. Yeah, I, I accepted it. This is me. I, I'm, I, I've gone too far. I can't go back. It's like, no, not you about to fly still, out to Houston. Yeah, <laughs> to you can still change. <laughs> this, this is not the end. Right. Right. But yeah, I, I don't know. That's 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 one of my big pet peeves. Is like people getting stuck in their decisions. It's it's hard to like to watch people who mm-hmm. like even if somebody moves. Yeah. Like so, you moved from Texas, right? Yeah, Texas so, to Arkansas, Arkansas to Memphis. So, imagine if you had like moved and just felt like, and you wanted to move back. Let's say you just wanted to move back to Texas. Imagine if you just moved the first time and then you're like, nope, I'm stuck here. Can't go back. It's like, no, you can <laughs> go back. Yeah, I promise. Like, <laughs> Yeah, but I think another big problem is people, this is going to sound bad, which I, I borderline hurt Rachel's feelings the other day trying to talk about this. Okay. But it's like, we think we're more important than what we really are hmm. to other people. Okay. So like, you ever not told somebody something because or not did something because you were afraid like how they think? Mm-hmm. So like let's say if you <laughs> I, I've done this in, in, in public. So let's say you made a mistake on something. So mm-hmm. like it's if somebody was like um, who wants somebody's giving out a bunch of Gatorades and waters and stuff like that. And they're like, who wants a water? And you're like, you know what? I want a water. So you grab a water and then they're like. Okay, now who wants Gatorade? And you're like, man, I want a Gatorade, but I just asked for water. 
You don't want to be like, hey, can you have this water back? You don't want to be that person, right? It's okay to change your mind. (laughs) We get get so caught up in the fact that how other people are going to think about us changing our mind that we will just live in our misery. I'm like, I wanted that Gatorade (laughs) at the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, dude, just change your mind. Like, it's okay. You made a mistake. Now fix it. Yeah. I don't know. That's that's my thoughts. No, <laughs> I man. <clears throat> to hear that, to not many people are not fortunate to know you, to know me, to know Rachel, to know many people that are gonna say, Hey, it's okay to yeah. change. Or I know you made that mistake. All right, how are we going to fix it? You know, like, you know, I, no, not many people have at least a supporting role in their life to to say that, you yeah. know, and that's that's super sad. And it, it's so like it's so daunting. And I think I think in my past, I'm like, man, if I didn't have well, I really didn't have anyone to help support me, even when I because I moved around a lot when I was young. Hmm. Um, and so. To how to how to have that resiliency, right? How to like be your own supporter in a time where you have never heard someone say it's okay to change. Yeah. But somehow you knew that you wanted to change, right? Um, many people don't have that though, yeah. or maybe people don't have that type of mindset to bounce back into yeah. whatever that they're trying to do. That's super important. It's super important to have good people in your life. Like it's super important to be connected at some level with others to, hey, change. You can change. What do you mean? What do you want to (laughs) do? I don't know. All right. Write it down. Is it that simple? Yeah, it's that simple. (laughs) And maybe that, it may even be that too. Why do we complicate the most simple things? I think I think other people make it complicated for us. Yeah, preach. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I th- I think that's the big problem. I mean, even with like they talk about uh, having like cancel culture nowadays. Like, you know, if you do one thing wrong, then it's the death of you. It's the apostrophe it's like, out of out of the out of line. What cancel? What like? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, um, God, they were talking about. I was listening to a Joe Rogan podcast earlier. They were talking about some girl who. Uh, she's like 27 and she works for some like magazine company. And she, um, said something on Twitter when she was like 17 and it was something stupid. Like she shouldn't have said it, but like she's 17. We've all said some dumb stuff. We does some dumb stuff at 17 yeah, too, you know? Like, <laughs> it doesn't matter what age you're at. People are still doing dumb stuff in their sixties. Yeah. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't, I don't agree with the whole, like, you know, canceling people's lives because they did one dumb thing Mm -hmm. you're going to continue to do dumb stuff until you die we're human exactly how many lives have we flipped this yeah (laughs) you know we're bound to make some mistakes that is crazy so now you're literally digging so far back into someone to cancel them or to like stop their you know profit or whatever you know stop their livelihood right for what reason yeah that that so now we're going back we're holding on to a grudge we're holding on to a past why how are we supposed to move forward all together if you're holding on to my mistake and i'm not holding on to it any longer you know that's that is crazy (laughs) 
that is crazy when someone is not holding on to the thing that was holding them back, but someone else is holding on it yeah. for them. <laughs> we need, That's so we need to start getting rid of some stuff, you yeah. know? And um, one time I was listening to a sermon, not trying to get religious here, but I found it very profound how this pastor, some some story went out, wasn't true, or I don't know if it was, it, I, I, don't, I don't know him, you know, but yeah, some yeah. story went out years ago, um, but he got so bad. And he said on the sermon to the point where he was reaching out to um, the, the close person in his family or a friend, whatever. He's like, in case something happens to me, you got my kids, you got my wife, right? And, he, you know, answered it. And then he realized um, that the Holy Spirit gave him answer of just deleting the Twitter app because that's mm. where all of his hell was coming from. And he's like, I, I feel better. Like, mm. I, I feel like as if nothing really happened because in my mind, I was constantly on this thing where it just made it, as he had said, um, it made it look like the squirrels in my yard were lions mm. waiting to attack me. And when I deleted it, I realized they're just squirrels, Yeah, you know? And I was like, that is crazy. Yeah. And it came from an app. Mm-hmm. Something so small like it's literally digital it's not a physical thing you know and it's just like wow how did we come so far to just create so much like diversity you know to try if someone's trying to just like lift another person up like why are you tearing that down you know I, i think it's because people like if you feel bad about something or like you feel like I don't know. If, if you're having a bad day, the first thing you want is for everybody else to have a bad day. Mm. Like, if I'm having a bad day, everybody else has to be sad too. I can't be the only one sad. All these other people have to be sad as well. Mm. And I think that's where that comes from. Because, like, when you're happy, you want other people to be happy. You want to share the wealth. But yeah. if you're sad, you're like, nope, you got to be sad. You got to be sad because I'm sad. <laughs> We're Oprah now. You get to be sad. Yeah. You get to be sad. <laughs> Everybody gets a visa. <laughs> Wait, now you get a car. You get yeah. a car because I'm happy. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's where that comes from. Because yeah. it's it's like, you know, some people who are truly like just constantly upset, those are the ones that you see on social media that are like always putting other people down. Like yeah. you never see somebody who's always happy, like constantly putting other people down. I would hope not. It's, it's, it's be- <laughs> I would hope yeah. It's, it's because they're, they're in a good mood. They're happy. Yeah. So they want to like help out. They want to like make other people happy. Mm-hmm. And it's the people who are like always like, you know, things are going bad for them. Mm-hmm. Then those are the ones that are always being negative and whatnot. So yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't think people genuinely want to like destroy other people's lives. I think it's just either they're in a mood, they're in a state, you know, if you know, you see somebody who like their parents die. Like I couldn't imagine my parents dying and just being gone. Like when that happens to some people, I'm like that's tragic. I understand if you don't want to come out to the world yeah. for the rest of your life. Yeah. Like I haven't been through that. I can't empathize with you. Mm-hmm. So like when people go through traumatic stuff, like I get it. Yeah. But like, if you're not going through anything like truly traumatic, suck it up. <laughs> like, there are Come people on. who really are going through some traumatic things. Yeah. And if you're not, 
like it's life. Yeah. Like, bad things are going to happen and good things are going to happen. So you got to deal with them. You got to take the punches and keep rolling. Yeah. <laughs> Suck it up. Yeah. That's the, <laughs> just come on. Let's be a big girl. Let's be a big boy. Come on. You yeah. know, like that's that is very true because every not every person, but any person that has been through something traumatic and you see them coming out like so strong, you know, or they have every reason to yeah. want to feel anger, hate, or jealousy, or whatever, you know, because of the the traumatic thing that happened to yeah. them, but they choose not to. That's powerful right there. Those are impressive people. Yes, that is very pro- powerful. And for someone to just, just because, just because, all right, go back in your room. Like, I know yeah, you're yeah. young. Go back in your room. Like, this Shut is, up. Sit, sit down. <laughs> sit down, child. Like, I know you're taller than me, but sit down. I got you. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, that, yeah, that it's just, it's just crazy. <laughs> like, uh, so she probably is going to hate me for this. Hopefully she won't listen to this. But like, so Rachel was upset about something the other day. Okay. And um, she was like, I just feel like you never have problems. And I was like, I have problems. Mm-hmm. But like, I just deal with them because like, I think about when I have an issue, I always think about like how stupid my issue is mm-hmm. compared to like somebody else. Like there's people who... I don't know, like military members who like have been away from their family for years or like somebody who is like a refugee and they, and they mm-hmm. haven't seen their family in forever. I, I don't know why I'm picking all family stories, but <laughs> like that just seems like a traumatic experience, I guess. Yeah. But like even me, like I, you know, they talk, they make a lot of like black jokes about not having your dad and stuff like that. But like, you know, I had both of my parents growing up. My parents didn't divorce. That's a lot of people. They have divorced parents. Mm-hmm. I have both of my parents. They never divorced. Um, I I had everything I needed growing up. Didn't have everything I wanted, but mm-hmm. had everything I needed. I, I feel like I had a great life. Went to uh, graduated high school, went to college, joined the military, d- done a lot of great things. <laughs> yeah. But I, in between every, from when I was born to right now, I've had a lot of, I feel like, traumatic experiences. Mm-hmm. But- I I look at those experiences and then I compare it to somebody else who's like truly been through something traumatic and I'm like, oh, my life's been fine. <laughs> like, I haven't had a bad life. Putting in that perspective, yeah, yeah that ah, man, that's that's cool. That's incredible. Um, because I don't think I've ever done that. I don't I don't think I've ever taken my problem and put it in perspective of oh, someone else you know could be going through this something much worse right um i don't know what do i do man now you got me thinking (laughs) well i i know that um i just i i i say okay tomorrow has to be better tomorrow just has to be better so do you give yourself a time limit so like in sports they usually say uh 24 hours like Mm -hmm. if you have like this huge win Mm -hmm. like you go out you beat a team that you've like haven't beaten before or something or if it's just you know any other team Mm -hmm. They say you got 24 hours to celebrate, or some people would just say until midnight that night, hmm. and then now you got to focus on the next team. Hmm. Do you give yourself like, okay, if I'm sad, like something happened to me, like I I wanted a job really bad, and they didn't accept me, how do you give yourself like, okay, I've got about 24 hours to be sad about this, and then it's time to move on? I actually started putting a time limit to it because okay. um, I was never, like I mentioned, I moved around a lot as a child. 
so I was never asked the question of how do you feel about that? Mm. So I had to, I, I did a lot of suppressing without realizing it and then telling myself, okay, tomorrow just has to be better. Like it, it just has to be. Um, and so I always did real well in school. So I didn't want attention on me. Um, so I definitely did a lot of deflecting and internalizing. Now being older and learning to run different businesses and being a speaker and being on different like areas and platforms and talking with people, a lot of different emotions have been coming up. Triggers have been happening from my past PTSD. Um, and, and so I'm learning that I'm not suppressing anymore. They're coming out. And I'm learning to handle, okay, how how do I need to handle this? Is it is it appropriate for 24 hours? You know, um, I live by myself. So any any bills that come in, right, it's on me. Mm. So there has to be a time limit for me to understand and process the emotion that I'm at, but then also replace it. Mm. So if I, like for me, when I get super depressed, um, and there have been a couple of times, not just because of the pandemic, but just life. Yeah. <laughs> life. Life in general. <laughs> yeah, life in general. <laughs> I notice that I just sit on the couch. And that's not common for me. Hmm. I sit on the couch and I'm there binge watching everything. Every, that's not me. Now, I do I sit on the couch and watch TV? Absolutely. I don't sit on the couch just to binge watch everything. And um, moment of honesty, I sit on the I sleep on the couch too. It, that's my place where mm-hmm. I'm like trying to understand what I'm going through, right? Okay. But then now having that self awareness, okay, this is what I do when I have this deep emotion. How am I going to replace that? Mm-hmm. So now it's figuring out. All right, let me feel it. Give myself whatever timeline that I need to. But then now, okay, let's replace it. What am I going to replace it with? Yeah. And I think for me, that's important because if, like I said, any bills come in, I have to bounce back, right? Yeah. So I got to replace it now. So I'm now learning to my own degree what is my timeline i don't know i feel like it's not a day um because i i think a lot you think I, it's more or less uh i for me it's a little more more okay. yeah it's um i don't know i don't i wanted to give myself like two three days is this like small things and big things like do you are you a type of person that you dwell on stuff like no matter what it is no actually i honestly even if it is a big thing, I don't want to dwell on it. Mm. And if I'm dwelling on it, I'm becoming emotional because I'm dwelling on it. Like I, it's like ah, because uh, someone else is bringing it up, or yeah. or that situation. Like I just have a bad relationship with my mom, so it's just like a constant thing of mm. a, a particular topic she loves to bring up, and it's it, it's frustrating because I'm I'm past it. I answered the question, and so now I feel like I am dwelling on it because you keep bringing it up. Because as soon as I get through what I get through, all right, on to the next thing. I can't I can't sit there and think on it. Yeah. I'm not I'm not about to choose going through it again emotionally and visually if I already went through it physically. Yeah. Why am I about to torture myself? You yeah. know? Um so I don't, but like I said, sometimes with my mom <laughs> or certain people that want to bring up the story or whatever the emotion was, it's like, yeah. all right, I'm done. Like I'm done. Like I just can't. Well, here's our borderline, you know? Like here is our this is where you are. This is where I am. And yeah. we're, we're there now. Um, so I don't dwell on it. I'm As soon as I'm over it, I move on. I, th- I think I think some people do need to, like, understand how they deal with things. Yes. I think people try to fight their own emotions. And it's like, 
you're just stressing yourself out more. <laughs> yeah. Like if, if I'm sad about something, then I like to think about, I like to think about like, why am I sad about this? What makes me sad? Okay. I get it. All right, cool. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just try to logically break down like my, my sadness of something. Or if I'm like, um, so I was working on this book and the book took me, it was like a month and a half to read. Mm. And um, it, it was like an audiobook. I was working on an audiobook. Okay. It was actually um, the Negro Bible. So it, it was like um, certain parts of like the whole Bible, like Old Testament to New Testament, front to back. And I think this was like 500 and something pages that okay. I had to narrate. And so I get to a certain part and I thought I lost the whole book. Like, I thought I lost all my recordings. Mm. And um, I was, like, flaming mad. And I, I, like, I left, I, it was probably 8 o'clock at night, and maybe 9. And I literally just got up and, like, walked out the door and just had to drive around town. Because mm-hmm. I was just that mad. Yeah. And then I came back home <laughs> and just had to, like... Chill out, because yeah. I mean, while I was driving around, I did the thing. I was like, "Okay, think about why." Like, it was one of the most like mad I've been in a long time, mm-hmm. and um, it just I just had to put it in perspective. I was like, "Okay, you're mad about a book that you're narrating that is going to be on Amazon and people are going to buy." Like, that's what you're mad about. <laughs> Most people have been madder at less. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I, okay, that's what yeah. I have to do. I just got to put in perspective. Like you're really super mad about something that is a really good accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Like don't be mad about something that stupid. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm a perspective type person. But I think that's important what you say. People are not understanding the emotions or they're fighting the emotions. Yeah. And that's that's not helping anybody. No. Definitely not the person and yeah. especially not the people that are around them because they're going to lash out. It's like we go back to someone going through a traumatic event. You get to be mad. You get to be mad. You get to be sad. You know? And so they're like now they're the, – and the crazy thing is whoever's closest to them gets it the most, yeah. right? And so we're not understanding why am I feeling that emotion but then also being told – Hey, it's okay to feel that emotion. You know that, right? Like yeah. it's okay if you're super mad because you know you work super hard. That's understandable, right? It's okay, but don't stay in that emotion, Correct. right? And then figuring out, okay, what? How am I going to get out of that emotion? And so it's like, okay, I got this emotion. Oh, what do I do? Okay, this is what you do. Like yeah. here is our guidance, right? Or not ours, but like here is the to each its own. Yeah. To, and like you drove around, you know, like to help you, you know, I, I sat on the couch eating, like, <laughs> you know, to each its own. Yeah. But there was a process of understanding that emotion, understanding the root of it, and then coming to an agreement of things could be worse. Okay. Let's get back to it, you yeah. know? And there was a timeline set to it. We're not taught that in school. We're no. not taught that, you know, of how to process your emotions. And yeah. if anything, we're really just taught don't feel it yeah why i'm human (laughs) you know it's gonna pop up like life is gonna be crazy emotional intelligence and emotional health is 
not talked about enough, like period mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. America. Well, I don't even know if it's America, maybe the whole world, but like here at least. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like people's emotions controls the earth. Like all the shootings that keep happening, mm. those are emotional. Yeah. Like you don't just think about going and doing that and then you just do it. Like something brought you to that point. Yes. And it was probably an emotion that you had, like either anger or depression or something. Something mm-hmm. brought you to that point. Mm-hmm. And if, like, say whoever, like, shot up a school or whatever, if they had had somebody to go to, even if they did, like, you know, a therapist or something, even if they did talk to a person, like, nine times out of ten, if that person literally just had someone to be like, okay, why do you feel the way you feel? Mm-hmm. What brings you to this point? Mm-hmm. Why Why are we, like, going through this this feeling? I guarantee you that would reduce a lot of like tragic events that happen. Absolutely. I have a friend. um, She lives in Brazil and she was talking about how um, her friends, they have some children. They're like teenagers and um, they're being diagnosed with like ADD or something like that. Something, you know, along those lines. And then they're being prescribed this drug. And then next thing they know, the child is very robotic. And it's like that's dangerous. That yeah. that's dangerous because then they're not learning how to process the feeling or emotion or if something happens, right? And and it's not to say that medicine can't help with certain things because we talked about that earlier, right? But we're not taught that emotional intelligence to help someone else because it's very common. If I want a workout plan, I'm going to go to a physical trainer because yeah. you're an expert. But if I say I'm going to a therapist. Oh, you're crazy? What? <laughs> no. No. I Maybe yeah. I am. You know, yeah. and then like that is a negative term to yeah. say. To because, get help. Yes, because then now it's like, well, maybe I am crazy, so I'm not going to go and get help because I'm crazy. No, like I know many people who go and they're like, I had this traumatic thing happen to me and I just want help with guiding through it. Yeah. It's not, con- I don't want it to control my life. You, you know, and it's like, why can't we quote unquote I feel like I hear normalize. Why can't we normalize that? Yeah. yeah. To, to help everybody. Cause yeah. I agree with you one hundred percent. If they just had hey, buddy, what's wrong? What what what's you going through? Yeah. Gaming. Why why are you feeling that? Oh, you know, like taking their mind off of it. I'm a huge advocate for um uh pet therapy. Mm, okay. Um I don't know if you ever heard of that. And so I did a speech on it in college and um I created a quote unquote business in my college class too. And during the call not during, I'm sorry, after the Columbine shooting, they actually had dogs um trained um service dogs. So there's only two types of service animal. It's either a horse or a dog. Any mm. other do- any other animal is classified as an emotional support animal. Oh, so okay. dogs specifically, you can train them to um smell if someone has cancer. Or train them if they're about to have a panic attack. I met a woman. She um, suffered. Um, she she was raped, and she would often have panic attacks. And so she had a. She I saw this dog with her everywhere, and I asked her. I said, "Hey, I'm doing a business um, with this entrepreneur class, and it's on pet therapy, and making it and turning it into a business." asked her a story that's what she told me and so the dog would help her um get out of class because he wouldn't see or feel or whatever you know that that energy there to so she can have a safe space to Mm. release her energy right or release her expression 
And in during, after the Columbine shooting, they brought these dogs into the the children's counseling, and it helped relax them to talk. Yeah. And that's that's what we need. <laughs> Not just children, you know, adults too, right? We um, we, yeah, I agree. If we just had somebody there to say what is wrong, like, hey, like, how can I help you, or what do you need, like, what you what do you need, like, do you just need a vent? Yeah. I started asking that with my friends. If they're calling me and they're like, hey, something happened, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. do you need advice or do you just want a vent? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because you know, if you're coming to me, you know what I'm about to do. Do you need advice yeah. or do you want to vent? Yeah. And they're like. Oh, just, I want to invent. Okay, I'm all ears. All ears. Or I need advice. Okay, tell me the story. You know, yeah. regardless, you're telling me the story, but I changed my perspective of how I'm going to help you. Yes. I don't think we had that enough. Like, what do you need? Yeah. How can I help you? Like, if you're feeling, you know, I, I agree with you. If someone had that or if they had that type of role model, many things yeah. would be reduced. Yeah. It, I, I think just the idea of, like, not only getting help, but, like, um, Letting being vulnerable is is tough for people. Yeah, like the idea of like letting your guard down. But like, it could be because there are a lot of snakes out there. There are a lot of people who don't have good intentions. Oh, absolutely. It's. I love the. uh, You ever watch Seinfeld? It's been a minute, but okay. What were you gonna say? What are you gonna say? So there's a. one episode where you know how he like he starts out the episode he's he's doing like a stand up routine, mm-hmm. but there's an episode where he's talking about um, our friends and he's <laughs> like, why is it that nobody ever likes their friends? He's like, these are the people we have picked to be with. We never go to the right restaurants. We're never going to the same place. And, and he's just talking about that, but it's so true. Like. You can literally pick the human beings that have the most effect on your life, mm-hmm. and yet you complain about not having the right people in your life. To, <laughs> like, yo, just pick them. <laughs> you, you just agree to them in your life. Exactly. <laughs> so it, it, when people have those, those right support people and they have the right people who like can just help you, like be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Like being having the right people that you are okay with being vulnerable to. Mm-hmm can drastically change everything about your life. Yeah. I remember I told someone once and they had said, you know, if someone came to you and um, they didn't feel comfortable, uh, like, how would you feel? I said, well, I probably didn't do a good job to create an environment where it made them feel like that. True. And very true. So, and they're like, wow. It's like, and they told me like a story or something. It's like, you know, not, not everybody is going to agree with me. Not everybody's going to like me. That's cool. And there's, I play a role in a spot in someone's life, you know, whether they come to me with vulnerable information or they don't, but how I create that environment is going to let them know either they can or they can't. Mm. And now we're getting into a topic where it's like, we are confused on the emotions, right? Because we've suppressed it for so long and now we want to talk to somebody. So we think everybody is there for us. Yeah. And that's not the case, right? Yeah. Because we don't know how to build that emotional intelligence to really see if that person is for us or just against us or, you know, a snake or, or whatever, you know, we have different terms for it. But creating that environment, I think that it, it's huge. If you're going to be a supporter, right? How are you creating the environment to letting that person know? 
that hey like what's up what's going on you know yeah i mean you can definitely tell that by like how somebody approaches you Mm -hmm. like there's people who say can i tell you something and then there's people who are like i gotta tell you something Uh, (laughs) because if somebody comes to you with i gotta tell you something that means they already know that they can tell you yeah they're just letting you know that they're about to drop some knowledge yeah and you get those memes of like all right i'm ready like yeah yeah. (laughs) so the yeah creating that environment for somebody like like premeditated they already know like okay i am going to talk to so and so because that's the person i feel most comfortable talking to Mm -hmm. and i think everybody should have at least a few people like that you shouldn't just have one person like that because if that one person isn't available then that's when problems your whole world just dissolves yeah yeah and then you start feeling bad like Mm -hmm. if you have one person that you talk to about everything and then that person's not available. Like you're like, Oh, even so-and-so doesn't want to talk to me. And mm-hmm. then you just like start spiraling down. From yep. There. Yep. I, I, that's why I always thought about like, even when I was younger, cause I always try to keep like a, a broad range of friends and m- make sure that like I had somebody who I could like hang out with or something like that. Mm. Cause like when you're younger, like you you always feel like um, I heard some, what is it called? FOMO. It's like feel, oh, fear of missing out. Yeah, yes. fear of missing FOMO, out. FOMO. Yep. Yeah. So when you're younger, that's that's all you do. Like you, somebody's like if you're at home on a Friday night, you're just sitting in your room pissed for no reason, because <laughs> somebody's out there partying. Right now, They're doing something fun. And you're fun. missing out. You don't even know who it is, but you're missing out. <laughs> Me, they yeah. mean, yeah. <laughs> so that's I. I loved keeping a, a big range of friends because mm. I was like, oh, well, one of them is going to be doing something. <laughs> so, so I have somebody to talk to. Somebody's doing something. So that's why I, I think it's healthy for people to have a lot of friends. Yeah. Don't don't have a super small circle yeah. because if that circle collapses, then you're going to have some issues. But. It's good to be friendly. Like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say I'm the friendliest person, but I try to be nice to people. Mm-hmm. And I think just, like, making that extra step to, like, communicate with people, like, keep in touch with people. Like, I've started uh, calling my friends, like, that I haven't talked to in a while just to just to talk to them. Yeah. And you'd be amazed at what not only you'll learn about, like, how your friends have changed over mm-hmm. time, but also just, like – you know, how, how your relationship is now. Because mm. you think about somebody you haven't talked to in a while and you just call them up and, like, if that conversation doesn't go well, you're like, oh, that's why we that's haven't talked why. to a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's why. Yeah. Man, no, I think that's important. And it's funny because I, I never really did the – I did go out and do some partying, but I was never – I was never that I didn't – I guess because I moved around a lot. So – yeah. There is no point yeah. in my mind in, well, here we go, here close friends. But it felt like as soon as I was becoming close uh, and had a group, next city, you, you know. So it's like, dang, you know. Um, so I didn't, I didn't get to really experience a whole lot of that. But I understand um, when I did finally get to graduate high school, it was in a small town. Um, so, uh, small towns are great um, and so everyone was always doing something Friday night and you're all hanging out so I got to you know experience that um, but I always had some type of like close friends mm-hmm. and thank God they are good people <laughs> and they are 
like I had some type of emotional intelligence or some type of awareness to um, to be like, okay, they're they're in my life because they're one of my best friends. I thought I saw her at the gym mm. and I had her in class. I said, hey, I saw you at the gym. She's like, that wasn't me. I said, oh, you weren't working? No, I don't work there. Okay, well, do you want to hang out after this? I, I don't have a class next hour. Yeah. We've been best friends since. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't, I don't know. And she's the, and she's amazing. Like I love her to death. And it's just, it's great. And so I'm really thankful that the group that I said, you my people, like, they're great. Yeah. Um, but there have been some people in my life where I was like, I really should not have it. This is why. Click. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is why. But that's cool with your experience. So it's been good so far with yeah. your friends. Yeah, I would think so. Like I, I try to you know just keep up with people and. Just make sure that, you know, people are good. Because, like, I, I'm trying to make sure this is right. I don't think I've had anybody that I knew, like, commit suicide. So I've always thought about that. Like, imagine just, like, reaching out to somebody and then they'll be like, hey, man, um, just because you talked to me that one day, I decided not to kill myself. Yeah. Like, that would be crazy. Like, that would be such a – like – it wouldn't. I don't think it'd be a burden on you to feel like you always had to keep up with that person, but you would feel like at least you know that one gesture that you made like saved that person's life. Mm-hmm. And there's no telling, you know, what that person might go on to do. Yeah. Like they might become super successful, and then they'll owe it all to you. Like they're going to be telling stories in the future and be like, "Yeah, um, I plan on killing myself one day, but." One of my friends who I never really talked to decided to reach out to me randomly, mm. and that's why I'm here today. Mm. Like, that I think about that all the time. Comments like, just simple stuff. Yeah. Like even with, even with my parents. Like you know, I'm getting older. They're getting older. Time is starting to shrink down on how much time I have left with them. So I'm just like, okay, I know I'm super busy, and I know I like want to be successful and get a lot of stuff done but at the same time like I should probably talk to my parents <laughs> and um just understanding like I was I was telling Rachel this I was like I want to like become super rich and like give my parents everything that they you know always wanted mm-hmm. but what they really want is just my time mm-hmm. like I, I, no matter what I try to do for them at the end of the day they just like they just want to talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> they just want to hang out. Yeah. Like they they're not thinking about me getting rich and giving them stuff. They're just thinking about, oh, you you coming over for Easter? Like, <laughs> <laughs> what else all, is new with your life? Yeah, yeah, that's all they're thinking about. Mm, so yeah, I, man, what you just said. Um, you're getting older. Your parents getting older. Time is shrinking. I had a conversation with my sister years ago. Um, cause she, me, um, we have the same dads, different moms. Mm-hmm. Um, and her mom sadly passed away due to cancer. And we had a conversation and I remember she was talking about, you know, like I, I see with our, our family, our grandma or this or that, um, doing really well, doing better, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I said, I was like, you know, it's funny when we have these visualizations and we look at the future, we're always getting older and the people in it stay the same. Yeah. And that's not the case. Yeah. They're getting older with us. And yeah. she goes, I said, we have no time to waste. Yeah. We really don't. And she's like, oh my God. That's so weird. Yeah. And that, it's like, they, you guys stay the same. I'm going to, 
we're freezing you like (laughs) but i'm growing older but that's that's not how it is and it's the craziest we have no time to waste yeah i i think like we feel like i don't know like from birth to like 30 is like this age boost Mm -hmm. and then like i don't know i guess like that parent age of i don't know like 40 to 60 Hmm. that's when you're like okay that's that freeze time (laughs) you don't change from 40 to 60 you're the same human being from when you were 40 to now but like when you're born till you're 30 like think of how many changes you go through that's true like from from zero to five from five to ten from like every five years Uh like you change drastically. Yeah. I mean, probably as a parent, you probably look at your child, they probably change every single day. But like... You, you though. Yeah, you change a lot from when you're born to you're 30 years old. Mm-hmm. And then, like, we just have this perception of people who are, like, older, like in their 40s, 50s, 60s, like, you don't change. Like, you're, you're a safe person. <laughs> so that's... I think that's where that, like, freeze frame, like, that that parent age of like or that older parent age of like 40 50 60 like you just feel like there's no change when you think about somebody who's like 60 or 70 you're like oh they're old like they're just getting older and then you look at j-lo like wait what like she <laughs> she, she really has an age yeah yeah like some, are you sure she's that old yeah <laughs> some people you feel like they're just you know they're ageless they're they're always going to be like that yeah. but then other people it's like they just, you know, drastically changed in age. Yeah. So, I don't know. I've, that's, that's probably where a little bit of that <laughs> comes from. We just freeze frame people. I think that's important what you had said, though. Like, it's, I've got no time to waste with with my parents, If you know, reaching out. Yeah. And that's that's a s- simple. Yeah. Simple. Simple gestures. S- simple little thing. How are you doing? Yeah. Oh, I'm doing good. You know, like. But that makes such a, a profound impact, and there's no and there's no time to waste with that, you know. Yeah. And it's like we think the other person wants something big and outlandish, and it's like, no, not really. Yeah. I just it's thank you for the phone call, you know. Thank you for the text. Thank you for this. Thank you for that. Uh, you whenever you said just what if just randomly you you call someone and you check up on them and then they they tell you bro like i i was actually about to like commit suicide you know and um i did have a a guy that i went to college with he did commit suicide and the crazy thing about all of that is the day before that i found out i thought about calling him dang that's crazy i was like he's kind of been on my mind for whatever reason Mm. And then the next day I found out um, through our college campus that he did um, take his life. And I'm like, that's been huge for me where I I start to get this awareness. I'm like, okay, if I'm I'm feeling a particular way about someone, if simple cinema text, cinema call, I do my best to do it right then and there. Mm. Because you just never know. You never know. You never know, right? And it's like, wow, I actually was. And nine times out of ten, like, they're okay. But there will be that one point. It's like, you know what? I was going through something. Like, that's crazy that you got this feeling. I was like, yeah, like, what's going on? You know? And that just makes, it means the world to them. So kudos to you, man. (laughs) Like, kudos to you. I hope everyone listening to this, like, just makes those small changes yeah. nothing has to be big you yeah. just like i got 10 minutes everything good you know like that 
that can put someone a smile on someone's face right there. Yeah. And you know what? We have text messaging. We don't have to call. A lot of people don't like talking. I yeah. recently found this out. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a talker. Sometimes I feel like certain people in my family don't answer the phone because I'm a talker, right? So it's like, hey, we got text messages. Just send me a message. Yeah. Yeah. We can read energy through text. You know, it's like I, I hear sure. your tone, you know, so I know you're being genuine. So just something, something simple. Yeah. Yeah. I, Kudos I, to you. Yep. Well, people, I, I think, like as as I've gotten older, I have like started to think about the small things, and it it's it's all about like uh, even just thinking about it as like a, a business thing. So like, um, I was watching a documentary about Warren Buffett, and he was talking about um, what is it called, like. It's like recurring money, like um, if you invest in something and then like you reinvest into that, like that will accumulate so much faster just by like, you know, just constantly just throwing money at something, just like investing and then reinvesting and then letting that accumulate. Oh, okay. Like, Almost like an index fund? Yeah. Okay. So like if you think about that as like love, like, mm. you don't have to just, like, make this big leap. You can just slowly just start showing somebody, like, small bits of love. Mm-hmm. And they're just going to, like, it's, it's going to hit them eventually. Like, oh, this person, like, cares about me. Yeah. Just because they're constantly, like, doing small things for me. It doesn't have to be, like, a huge gap mm-hmm. of nothing and then, like, do this huge thing for somebody just constantly just keep doing those small things and like mm-hmm. people appreciate that yeah there is this quote i think it's from buddha i want to say it's buddha we're gonna say it's buddha if it's not then you know who um, <laughs> um then um he had said you know i define love and um he said if when you see a flower um you don't you don't pick it up if you love something you don't you don't pick up the flower you you water it hmm and you you feed it like that. If you love something, you nurture it. Yeah. And that that's what you made me think of. It's like, yeah, like I love flowers, but I want to like I don't want to pick it up and just like give it to someone because you know like I want to nurture it. Yeah. So like how how does that look like for me? To each its own. You know, maybe someone doesn't want to send a text message. Maybe someone wants to talk. Whatever. Like whatever it is that you do, like to each its own. How how are you going to like present that in other people's life though? Like like hey like maybe it's like hey did you eat? did you eat you know um or like hey like i know like you're wanting to do this workout goal did you do it you know like it's like showing the interest of of others right or whatever it is but i think that's super important of just slowly you know just pouring pouring that and then they're gonna like oh yeah this person does love me well yeah like (laughs) yeah yeah showing interest in like what somebody's doing goes a long way yeah just remotely being interested um, and then like supporting people. Like I'm, I'm huge on like just promoting other people's stuff. You are. Yeah. Like Uh every time uh, somebody's doing something that I think is pretty cool, like I'll repost their stuff. And like a lot of people think that's a big deal, but that's not a big deal to me. Mm -hmm. Like I'm following you for a reason Mm -hmm. because I want to see the things that you're doing. Mm -hmm. And they made the share button for a reason. <laughs> so you might like you might as well share the things that the people you're following do. Yeah. So 
always like anytime somebody does something I think is cool, like I post, I repost it and I share it. Like my friend Trey sent me something that um, he was talking about sharing, so I I shared it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh yeah, no problem, I'll just share it. Yeah, and I. I think that that is like one of those small gestures that goes a long way, especially yeah. if like somebody didn't ask you to share something like they, if they never mentioned it and you mm-hmm. just did it anyways, like they get so excited about it. I was like, why and wouldn't like, I? What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it meant the world to them. Yeah. 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 I, I, I think that if, if more people did that on like a regular basis, then I think more people would feel happy about the things that they do and would feel more encouraged because mm-hmm. like when you have people who support the things that you do then you just feel different like you with, do there's a different confidence with that absolutely yeah. like with music like if um let's say i put a song out mm-hmm. and then like a lot of people are sharing it mm-hmm. i feel more inclined to go make another song but if nobody talking about my song and like nobody sharing it Nobody leaves a comment or likes my post. I'm just like, what? I suck at music. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe shouldn't be for the world. Maybe it should just be for me or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So, which I try to do that for you. Like, share your your music video from time to time. Like, yeah. 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 (laughs) So, I, I, I think that's the key to, I guess, being successful, being happy, um, and just being mentally healthy is just, have people who support you. You get to pick your friends. Pick supportive people. <laughs> yeah. Don't pick people who are not going to support you. Like, yeah. That's not going to help you. Yeah. Man, like, if you need to get some new friends, just be at peace with that. Yeah. Be at peace with that and get some new, because oh, I've, I've heard it from many different people before, and they say, like, if you have nine broke friends, you're bound to be the 10th one. Dang. <laughs> I mean... True. You got nine negative people, you're bound to be the tenth one, right? Yeah. So it's like, be honest with the circle that you're at. They're not great. All right, make your peace and just say bye, you know, yeah. and and be okay with that. But if it's hard, have courage and have strength to do that, right? But I think definitely if small acts of kindness, small gestures, the right people, just a lot of these different things that we talked about can create multiple successes and happiness that then we're, we're like, Oprah, you get to be happy. You get to be happy. You get to be happy. Hey, you want my new shirt? You get it. You get it, right? <laughs> hey, you want to be in the music video? You do it, you right? And so, like, we're, we're sharing that more yeah. instead of that, I'm sad, so I'm about to make your life a living hell right now, you know? Like, in that, absolutely. Like, if we had more of that, where would we be? Exactly. Where would we be? Yeah. Happy. Um, all right. Let's wrap this up. All right. Um, what do you got going on? Well, I have a t-shirt business now. It's called twolatinas.com. And so, um, yeah, you guys are interested in buying a t-shirt. It is recycled based. So it's either oh, wow. organic cotton or it is recycled plastic. And so we're trying to be proactive with, with um saving the planet um and then our, our packaging which is kind of cool it's plant-based as well oh, so we're really trying to go all out being like organic and green as best as we possibly can so to latinas.com one thing that i've recently been doing is not bagging my groceries mm. yeah like a lot of people who live in the south don't understand that because they just think it just comes with you know your groceries but like um when you go out west like california 
like they charge you for the yes. bags and like they're starting they, to do that in texas now oh really mm-hmm. so if, if you've never you know if you're from the south and you've never been out there you that's probably super foreign to you but like that's that's something they do because it's you know think about it like all the the amount of money that all those bags are costing and plus like the amount of trash mm-hmm. like we could save the planet by like just you know reducing uh, using water bottles and mm-hmm. reducing bags that we use in grocery stores, like that's so much like waste. So yes, pretty cool that y'all are doing that. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Tulatinas.com. Awesome. <laughs> Anything else? You got another conference or, or something you're speaking at? Um, no. Have, have you tried to like speak at places? Like, do you reach out to people like, hey, I want to speak, you know, for blah blah blah. You know, I actually probably should start doing that. Uh, oh, you because, haven't been doing that? No, I haven't been. The last time I did that, it was in Arkansas, and that was pre-pandemic, and it was for FBLA officers for mm. all of the Arkansas high schools in the state. Okay. And so it was just the officers in regards to that organization. Um, so that's the last time I did it. But I have been working on a – I think I told you this. I was asking questions about audio, stuff like that, for my – outline on be the drop of honey okay. um and helping people understand their authentic voice being genuine being sweet yeah. but then also um being a, like a leader and a speaker and being confident with their voice too because i get a lot of people like hey why don't you just do that i'm like okay that's actually a good idea yeah, so yeah. now i'm creating an outline for that so then people just purchase the course but i would really I'm curious to know how this would look like going to events and speaking because I would love to be on stage speaking. All right, yeah. it's just in me. I love doing that. I love yeah. being confident like that. And so I just got to reach out into other people because how I got the Women's Expo, I just followed her and she asked for applicants. I applied. I got it. Awesome. So I, I'm I'm just kind of assuming it's going to be like that too. Um, Your podcast. Oh, the, the <laughs> <laughs> Overcoming the Storm podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so my friend, he is a um, a uh, former uh, veteran. And so he was a combat officer. Uh, and it was his idea. And I almost said no to it. Mm. He asked me to be a part of it. And I said, like, can I think about it? And he was like, okay. He was kind of shocked. He was like, this would fit you. And then it it branched off from his idea. And so he had okay. a dream one time. And in his dream, they were on, like, him and his buddies. They were on a cliff. And then far away was, like, this ship. And it was, like, going down or sinking. There's something happening. And he turned back and he said, hey, we need to go. We need to go. We need to save them. And then a lot of his buddies, like, had a different life. They had families or business ventures or whatever you know just something different that they couldn't do it and so then he's like man this has been really heavy on my heart so overcoming the storm podcast and so it's helping common men common women to tackle on daily challenges within their lives that they feel like that they can't and so bringing like hope and leadership and resiliency into just a simple thing to do so it's like replacing a negative comment with a positive one is that difficult absolutely but it's just building the awareness of Hey, I'm a negative self-talker. So that's like one of the episodes. Of, and we we did episode, we're on episode six, episode seven. And so we had our first guest speaker. So that was kind of exciting. Nice. And so um, it's really cool. Overcoming the po- overcoming the storm podcast. Yes. Awesome. Um, where can everybody hear that? So they can go to my Instagram page or we have an Instagram page for overcoming the storm. Um, and so it might be easier just to find me at I am Emma Russell or overcoming the storm podcast and so we're on spotify we're on uh apple buzzsprout um 
think uh, we're not on Google Play yet. Not okay. yet. Not yet. But those are the main platforms. Okay. Cool. 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 All right. Well, um, yeah, it's great talking to you as always. The third edition. Uh, yeah. I'm sure there'll be more. Yay. And, uh, <laughs> well, I, I'll, if I start that freaking um, the conference thing, you have to speak at that. I'm and, all uh, in for that. I'm really interested. I really hope. I really hope that that kicks off. I don't. Guys, we're going to sit down. We're going to brainstorm on this because we're going to help. We're going to bring it. We're going to bring it. We're going to make it come out. This will probably be a 2022 thing mm-hmm. because of the pandemic. Yeah. Like, I don't want people in there with masks and stuff like that. Like, no. <laughs> no. No. And surely if you do it in, like, you know, somebody else's facility, they're going to want that. So that's going to be stupid. But all right. Cool. All right. Thanks for everybody tuning in. See you next time. Thanks, guys.